Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and websites, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. So the big idea that I want to share with you today is that the more clarity you have about your goals and your plans and what you want for your life, the more confidence you will have to move into action. So you won't just be wishing for a clutter-free home and you don't, won't just be wishing to eat healthier and maybe exercise more, whatever it is for you, and hoping that you don't fall into the old habits and patterns of behavior but you will actually have more certainty about what you're doing and why you're doing it, which will create more confidence to take the necessary steps to move forward. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. 
Hello everyone, welcome to Imprint. I'm so excited to be here with you today and I'm just checking in. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Today is the last episode for 2022, which is crazy really because I restarted the podcast in April and you're supportive of it. Well, even while I was on a break, really, that was pretty amazing. But then to also have had, you know, the growth with the podcast that I've had so many beautiful messages and reviews and all of the things. So I just wanted to say thank you so much. And um, I'm very much excited to, to get into the topic today, which is all about, you know, setting goals for yourself for this coming year and really making ones that stick and can help you you know, achieve the things that you want in your life. And I love this quote, which I share in my course, The Decluttering Masterclass. Um, and it is by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, which is the writer of The Little Prince. And he says, a goal without a plan is just a wish. So if you want to create certain results in your life, you really need to have not just goals, but a plan. And Today, I want to share my process of creating goals and planning for the new year and what really works for me, because this is a process that I go through every year. And I actually go through this process earlier and earlier every year. So I had a big session. It was actually in November of my goal planning for this coming year. And there are certain strategies that, that I use and I wanted to share them with you. Now, before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you know that I've created a starter kit to help you make 2023 your best year yet. It's called the seven day reset, your starter kit to simplify your home and life. And it's so that you can get some quick and easy wins which I think we all could do with some of those to set your year up for success. So if you want to start the new year with a calm mind and a clutter-free home and really focus on what's most important for you, then make sure that you join today so that you can start 2023 on a good note. And all the details are at nataliewalton.com forward slash starter kit. So let's get into this topic of goal setting. And I want you to know that 2023 is your opportunity to really hit your stride. And you're going to find this valuable if you want it this coming year to be different. And not just different, but you want it to be better. And you want to grow and evolve in 2023. You want to let go of the things that aren't serving you and really focus on, you know, the strategies, the systems, the ideas that I, you know, all of those things that are really going to help you make this coming year your best one yet. And you want to take the lessons that you've learned this year and apply them into your life because it's of course, one thing to learn a lesson and get data or information about what worked and what didn't, but then you need to actually take that information 
and make informed decisions going forward. Now, there are no such things as failures in that kind of bad and negative connotation way. Instead, everything is just information. It's information that moves you a step closer to the goal that you have and the plan that you're working towards and the life that you want. So it's important to not just look forward, but also reflect on what has passed, what you've learned and review that information. Take a good analytical look at it. And so you can make informed decisions moving forward. And so that's how today is going to be a little bit different because goal planning is not just looking forward, but it's also taking the time to reflect and check in with yourself about what's working for you and what's not. And this is a habit that I really encourage you to incorporate into your life. You can do this on a weekly basis, you know, the end of every school term or quarter, however you sort of divide up your days and your weeks and your months, you know, each season. And of course, every year, it's really important to take the time to reflect on the year that was before you plan for the year that is to be. And this is a lesson that I've had to learn. And it's not one that's necessarily come easily. I'm a very future focused type of person. And I don't live in the past much at all. I'm not good at remembering dates or events from the past. You know, I can ask my husband, you know, when did we live in London? When, what years were that? When, like, when did we? <laughs> I can just about remember my anniversary for my wedding. But um, I do even struggle to sometimes remember the year that my children were born. I have to kind of calculate it because I've got four children and it's a lot of dates to remember. Um, I, I'm just, I'm not great with dates. I'm not great at looking backwards. And I do tend to have more focus on the future. But I have learned that it's really important to reflect because then you see patterns. And if you don't reflect and review, you will keep going on making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And I have very much had this realization in this past year of I have seen a pattern of behavior in relation to the way that I, you know, use my time and my, how I spend my time. And I just the sort of the mental chatter in my head around it, it is very much a pattern. And I've been able to reflect on that and then actually then take the steps to interrupt that pattern because it's not something that I want to carry with me going forward. So the big idea that I want to share with you today is that the more clarity you have about your goals and your plans and what you want for your life, the more confidence you will have to move into action. So you won't just be wishing for a clutter-free home and you don't, won't just be wishing to eat healthier and maybe exercise more, whatever it is for you, and hoping that you don't fall into the old habits and patterns of behavior but you will actually have more certainty about what you're doing and why you're doing it, which will create more confidence to take the necessary steps to move forward. And so I want to offer you this opportunity right now to reflect for a moment. If that's what you want, 
Do you want to get more clarity on what you actually want for your home and life? Do you want more certainty about the best way to move forward? And do you want to feel more confidence in yourself about the best steps to follow through on your goals? Well, my feeling is that you do because you're here. You're here right now listening for a reason. And I'm a big believer in, you know, we make choices for a certain reason. You know, you've chosen to listen to this episode for a certain reason. There is something within you that is speaking to you and it's guiding you in this direction. And you most likely want 2023 to be better. You want 2023 to perhaps be your best year yet. And you're really ready to grow and evolve to become the best version of yourself, or at least a better version of yourself. And you're ready. So let's do this. Now, before we jump into goal planning, I just want you to know that I've created a new training for the bonus how to achieve any goal, which is in the decluttering masterclass, which will be open for enrollment again in the new year. Now, this is an entire mini course and goes in depth into this topic, but I want to give you some strategies that you can learn today to make 2023 your best year yet. And my encouragement for you is that I want you to not just listen to the ideas that I'm going to share with you today, but I really want you to take action on them. They're going to be super simple, but really effective. And they are the same tools and strategies that I use every year. Now, what can sometimes tend to happen, and I don't know if you've had this experience, but you can perhaps set goals and they can start to feel too hard and they lose a sense of importance. Maybe you set goals at the end of the year or the start of the year, maybe even when the kids are back at school or your holidays are well and truly over and you feel disconnected from that energy that you had when you were setting the goals. And what often ends up happening is that the goals start to feel too hard and you can very quickly become disillusioned with them and start to give up or lose momentum. And you might also find that you succumb to what I call the curse of tomorrow. Goals don't just happen. You know, things like you might have a draw that you want to sort out, or you might have goals for a holiday that you want to organize, or you might have a goal that you want to start getting clients for yourself. Well, they don't just happen if you say, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll get that bag of donations to the charity shop tomorrow. I'll start eating well again tomorrow. And that's what I'm talking about when I say, you know, that it's very easy sometimes to succumb to the curse of tomorrow, where basically your goals are not happening. You're just delaying and you're putting it off. And most likely you're also sort of distracting yourself with other trivial or less important things. And you're making yourself feel like you're busy or you're giving yourself lots of 
excuses or reasons, or even maybe you're circling in confusion and you just keep putting off with the thing that you've actually decided ahead of time that is really important to you, because that is what a goal is. It is something that you decide ahead of time with your prefrontal cortex that this is a priority in my life. This is something that's important to me. This is something that I value. This is something that I want in my life. This is something that I want for myself or for my family or for my home. And these are really important things that you decide when you've got a clear mind. But then a little bit later in the day when you're feeling a bit tired or something, you know, pleasurable comes along and you think, oh, I'll just I'll just have a quick look at this thing on my phone or I'll just check that email or I'll just have a quick look at the news or I'll just watch half an hour of this program, whatever it is. And all too quickly, then those goals can get put on the back burner. And before you know it, they are just gathering dust. Now, another challenge that might happen to you is that you start strong, but then you slowly lose momentum. So you might get that new planner or buy a new label maker or a slow cooker, maybe some running shoes or a new yoga outfit. But little bit by little bit, they start to gather dust too. And something comes up and you struggle to get back on track. And before you know it, you're kind of back where you started, or at least that's how it feels. So I'm wondering if any of this is familiar to you. Does any of this sound like something that you've encountered in the past in relation to when you have set a goal for the new year or for, you know, a particular time in your life? And, you know, you've either felt that it's too hard, you know, you've succumbed to the curse of tomorrow, or you've started strong, but soon lost momentum. So let's just take a moment to reflect on what happened to you this year and how you went with your goals for 2022. So did you, did your goals start to feel too hard? Really think about, you know, what was it that you set for the start of this current year? You know, did it actually start to overwhelm you or did you succumb to the curse of tomorrow that you'll start at tomorrow or next week or when the kids go back to school or whatever it is for you? Or maybe you started strong, but you lost momentum along the way. Well, you know, you're not alone in this. This is a very common thing that happens to people. And I've definitely been there. I remember actually when I was working on my first book, This Is Home, and at the very end of the shoots, we had a day before we were going onto our next flight. And so I went on a little bit of an expedition around New York and Chris and I had been talking about, well, he had been talking, he's the photographer that I work with a lot. And um, he had been talking about running. And I think he'd actually packed his running shoes on that trip and he was running different places. And I thought, you know, I should get back into running again. And so I remember going into a Lululemon store in New York and buying some running clothes. They were like running shorts and a running top and thinking, that's it. I'm going to be a runner again. And um, 
because I actually used to run. I've run a half marathon. I've done various running events in my 20s. My husband and I used to run a lot. And I stopped running for for several reasons. And I actually had this moment of realization when I got back to Australia and I still hadn't really gotten into it. And I thought, I don't actually like running. And I only want to do exercise that's sustainable. And it's really important for you when you set your goals that you have this awareness of, you know, who you are and the type of life that you want to live. Because otherwise, you can end up setting goals for yourself that actually don't feel in alignment with who you are or what your priorities are in your life. So for me, I do yoga pretty much every day. Now, I don't do a massive class. It might be sometimes even like just five minutes of stretches, but that is just an integrated part to my day. I mean, literally, I wake up, most mornings it's about 5.30, wake up, you know, quickly go to the bathroom, grab my yoga mat, and I just do some stretches first thing. And I don't actually feel like I've started my day until I've started to do this. I've just, you know, got all of these habits in a row. And then my husband and I go for a walk every day. And those exercise practices feel really good to me. They feel sustainable and I've integrated them into my life in a way that is meaningful and easy. So today I want to share with you three ideas to help you connect with your goals to make sure that they're right for you, that you can sustain them and that you can enjoy them and that they will make your life better and make you feel better about yourself rather than just beating yourself up over them and sort of feeling frustrated or overwhelmed or disappointed in yourself. And I want to share how you can make them stick, how you can build better habits and how you can cultivate habits that make your life easier. And I also want to share one of the best ways I learned to reframe the way that I approach goal setting. So the first idea that I want to share with you that I think is really important and often overlooked is that you need to believe that your goal is possible. So what do I mean by this? It's so easy to wish for something and to kind of want something, but not really believe deep within you that you can achieve it. So you can create it as a kind of fantasy in your mind. You might be thinking, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we sort of took a a three-month trip to Europe, for instance, or if we had a beach house? Or wouldn't it be nice if, you know, we, oh, I'd really like to do this. I'd really like to sell off all of our things and, you know, move to another country or do a caravan trip around the country or help people with their homes. So just think for a moment and maybe even pause this episode and write down what's something that's something that you would love to do. And right now you might think of it even as a fantasy for you. Like it's just this kind of like wishful dreaming. What I want you to do now is to not just think this idea is nice to have, but to believe that it's entirely possible for you. After all, you're having this thought for a reason. I've already said it, you're here having this 
you know, listening to this podcast for a reason, listening to this specific episode for a reason, and you have this desire for a reason. So what's it telling you? What's it telling you about who you are, what you want, and what you want your life to look like? Again, write that down. What is this desire telling you about who you are, what you want, and what you want your life to look like. Because to achieve any goal, you need to believe it's possible. And the way you do that is you need to connect with that goal every day. You need to visualize it. You need to write it in your journal. You need to connect with it in a meaningful way every day. Because if you don't, it will vanish or it will collect dust on the shelf. You need to feed it. You need to give it life. You need to give it energy, which will nourish and nurture you and give you the energy so that you can fulfill your life. It's a symbiotic relationship that you can't overlook. You can't set and forget goals. You need to engage with them every day. And so in the Decluttering Masterclass, I've created some journal prompts on the questions to ask yourself every day to keep yourself on track. And these are the questions that I ask myself literally every day. And I write about them and answer these questions in my journal every morning. And they're such a great way to start the day. And they really help me feel excited every day and energized, but they also give me that clarity that gives me then the confidence to follow through on my goals. You know, I'm not living in fear or worry, but really looking forward to making progress and following through on all of the things that I say are important in my life. And again, just circling back this idea that your goals, they are the things that you actually want in your life. These are the things that you've made a decision ahead of time with that high functioning part of your brain that this is something that's important to you. So you need to engage with it regularly. And as I said, it's also, you know, at the start of this episode, it's really important to reflect and review. And I want you to think about how much time you've spent every day connecting with your goals in an engaged way using your prefrontal cortex, that high functioning part of your brain, not the primitive part of your brain that just wants to indulge in pleasure or distraction, but that high functioning part of your brain that you really need to engage with on a daily basis. I find that I need to engage with it in the morning that's before I've looked at my phone, before I've looked at email, before I've looked at the news, before I've done any of those things. You know, I need to connect with it when I've got a clear mind and that is when I make my best decisions. And so I want you to think if you were to really integrate this practice into your daily life, you know, what impact would it have on your home and your life to engage in this practice? The second idea that I want to share with you, this, this is a strategy that, you know, I very much incorporate into my life is to aim for 1% daily improvement. So this is an idea that I've had to really learn. I can very much veer towards having an all or nothing mindset. And there are times when it's served me, you know, such as creating my books or 
even um, family holidays when I completely switch off from work and I, you know, don't check any emails. I don't check my phone. I take a break from social media, all of that. Like I'm all in on this family holiday and I'm completely present. So, you know, there are times when it serves me to have this kind of all or nothing mindset, but I have to be careful not to dismiss something altogether because, you know, I don't do it perfectly or I haven't done it perfectly. And so in many ways, I've had to really learn how to be kind to myself. So if I have a day when I'm eating something that's not part of my protocol, you know, that's okay. I don't let it derail me. I don't let it mean anything about me. I just keep going. And in actual fact, what I find is that, you know, there's a lot to celebrate about myself when I can have something and then go, that's enough. It's time to stop now. You know, that is a win. So you've got to celebrate your wins, whatever they look like. And, and be curious too. think, you know, that's interesting. Why did I do that? Or what was I thinking? Or what triggered that? You know, what triggered me to do that? And then I can reflect on the thoughts in my mind and reflect and refine my habits going forward. So this has really been key for my journey with food. And I've learned the foods that sustain me and the ones that don't derail me. And also I've learned to access thoughts that can help me in situations that would previously throw everything into chaos. And I'll be sharing more about my health journey in an upcoming episode. And I've also added a bonus to the decluttering masterclass sharing because I get asked this question all the time about this, you know, sharing how I've developed a healthier relationship with food, especially in relation to sugar and not overeating. And it's something, like I said, I get asked about a lot. I've really struggled to share about my journey because it's been a very hard one for me and it's been a very long one, but, and I don't proclaim to be perfect in this way, but I have definitely learned strategies that have helped me. And for those of you who are in this situation or have struggled with this, then, you know, I'm sharing those resources with you in I'll touch on them in an upcoming episode, but also in the decluttering masterclass, because the decluttering masterclass is not just about, you know, creating a clutter-free home, but it's really about giving you tools and strategies to let go of the things that don't serve you and set up systems and strategies to help encourage the, the ideas that do help you and do serve you in your life in, in many different areas of your life. So for now, I want you to reflect on where you are at on your health journey. And when you look back at this year on a scale of one to 10, you know, where are you and where do you want to be and what strategies and protocols can you incorporate into your daily life to move towards a healthier and more sustainable relationship with food, health and well-being? Now, the third idea that I want to share with you today is to commit to accountability. And it's really about making a commitment to hold yourself accountable. I'm sure you've heard the research that shows that you're more likely to follow through with a goal if you share it with someone. But what I want you to know 
is that you are more likely to make progress towards your goal if you make a commitment to your goal in the form of accountability. So let me explain. This year, I did this in a couple of ways. One was, you know, quite a simple and enjoyable way, which was to take a weekly walk with a friend. And there's a, there's a lighthouse walk in our area of Byron Bay. And, you know, it's quite steep in areas. It's, it's a good 45 minute kind of walk. And um, most weeks, I mean, there's been a few exceptions when we had floods and all of that kind of thing. I've done that with a friend. And just knowing that, you know, we've kind of made that commitment to each other has made me do it, which I love. And also this year, I have engaged in weekly um, coaching as well. And the truth is that I'm actually more likely to show up for someone else than I am to show up for myself. And when I make these commitments, I really follow through and I get the results that I want. And it's the same when I invest in you know, money in coaching or money in a course, like then I show up and I do the work because I've actually made that financial investment that which creates greater accountability. I find that a really powerful way. So, you know, I want you to think about what way can you create more accountability for yourself and can you commit to holding yourself accountable or can you have an accountability partner for your goals? Or can you join a course or a program that helps keep you accountable? You know, these are really important and powerful strategies. So let's just take a moment to reflect. And, you know, what are you missing out on by not keeping yourself accountable? And how are you holding yourself back? So, it, like I said, for each one of these questions, really think about where you're at on your journey and, you know, what progression you can make to make some improvements. So, Let's just take a quick review of some of the ideas that I've shared with you today. The first is that you need to believe that your goal is possible. You need to connect with it every day to make it real and achievable in your eyes. The second is you need to aim for 1% daily improvement and, you know, try not to fall into the trap that I sometimes do of an all or nothing mindset. So don't fall for the curse of tomorrow. You know, keep making small improvements to move you forward. And the third idea is to commit to accountability. Find an accountability partner or a program that will help you commit to your goals. So I'd love to know what's been most valuable to you. You can leave a comment in the review section of the podcast or send me a message on Instagram. I would love to, you know, hear from you about what's been most valuable about today's episode. And, you know, the goal of today is I wanted to get you more clarity about what your goals are for 2023. And I want you to take a moment, if you haven't already, to reflect on this year, what worked, what didn't, and use the three ideas that I've shared with you today to achieve your goals for this coming year. And if you're serious about achieving your goals, I just want to remind you that the doors will be opening for the decluttering masterclass in the new year. And as I mentioned, I've got a bonus on how to achieve any goal, which outlines the 10 steps you need to take to not only get clarity on your goals, but how to achieve them in a way that's sustainable. So I want you to imagine that you're at the end of 2023 and you've taken the necessary steps 
to finally achieve your goals. Just imagine for a moment how that would feel. And remember, it's possible. You can do this. So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found it super valuable. And don't forget to leave me a, a comment in the, uh, you know, the review section. That's pretty much the only way that you can kind of comment specifically on the, um, the episode. This is episode 98. And share it with a friend, you know, someone maybe that you want to help you keep you accountable or that you could team up with. And, um, you know, this is the last episode for 2022. So I just want to say thank you for joining me on this journey this year. I have really enjoyed your feedback and your support and encouragement for the podcast. I'm always, you know, excited to hear from you, what you love, what you want to hear more of. So please stay in touch and I'm wishing you all the very best for you and your goals in 2023. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton, and you've been listening to Imprint. Imprint.